Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Strong Her Way to Eat, Move, and Live. Here we talk all things food freedom, fitness, and life transformation. It's Alicia. It's so good to be here with you this week. I've got kind of a bite-sized episode for you today, giving you my five best nutrition habits or nutrition strategies that you could implement literally starting today. And I guarantee you it will revolutionize. It will completely change the relationship that you have to food. It will make it a lot easier, a lot simpler to eat in a way that honors your body, that fuels you and your goals, and really feels a lot easier, a lot simpler, a lot more doable without a lot of stress, overwhelm, deprivation, or restriction. Now, who doesn't want that? I remember there was that time in my life where my relationship with food was so stressful. I felt like I was kind of constantly being ruled by fear around food, or I was using food to soothe, uh, you know, kind of negative emotions like stress or boredom or loneliness. And it just took up so much of my time and my energy that I really don't think that I realized how much of my time and energy, even if it was just kind of that mental hum in the background of my mind that was running day in and day out all day long thinking about food. So let's kind of dive right in. Um, These are five habits that if you will commit to practicing these day in and day out, which a practice, I love this kind of borrowing this from yoga. It's something that we return to over and over and over again, right? It's not like one and done. It's not we try, we fail, so we move on and we go to try something else. But no, we commit to practicing these habits daily throughout the day over and over and over again. And when we mess up, when we stumble, when we make a mistake, when we quote unquote fail, we don't use that as a reason to quit or to give up. So take that mindset with you as we dive into these five habits around food and nutrition, but then also look at where can you start to apply that same mentality, that same approach to other areas of your life, whether that's um, a relationship or your business or a hobby or you know whatever else it is. It's, it's looking at it as I'm here, I'm committed, I'm going all in and I'm committed to showing up and to practicing over and over and over again, falling, dusting myself off and getting back up. Okay, without further ado, five basic nutrition habits that if you will commit to doing these consistently, I guarantee to you, your relationship with food is going to change and you are going to be so surprised at how simple and easy it can really be with food and how simple and easy and doable and sustainable it can be for you with food forever in whatever goals that you have for yourself. So let's get into it. Okay, number one. Now, I didn't really have a best fitting word for this, so I'm going to say with my little air quotes here, eating, learning to eat the right or the best amount of food for your body and your specific goals. Now, the reason I say right is because I feel like that could be kind of subjective and it kind of um, puts a little bit of morality, if you will, into food, which really and truly, if you've listened to any of the past episodes, you know that I am not a big fan of calling foods good or bad or kind of labeling them in that way it's just not super useful, not very helpful. So just kind of figuring out what's the best amount of food for your body 
and your goals. Now, I do not really advocate for tracking calories or macros or points or anything like that. I think that that can be an unnecessary stressor. Plus, it's not super reliable as I kind of highlighted in an episode previously. So I just, I think it's unnecessary and not super useful. But if that's your jam and that's what you wanna keep doing and you don't notice that it's causing any stress or overwhelm or anxiety, then you can stay with it. But for everybody else who wants to kind of move away from the tracking really and truly until you kind of get to know your body and how much food it needs, eyeballing it can feel a little bit sort of scary or risky, especially if you have kind of the habit or the tendency to overeat or to eat beyond satisfied, to eat to where you're kind of stuffed, then you can use your hand as kind of a guide. Now, you wouldn't necessarily maybe put everything in your hand. Of course you could if you wanted to, but you're gonna kind of use your hand as sort of a visual guide. So just sort of a baseline to start. Generally for women, you would want to aim to include one hand, one palm portion of protein at each meal. So that's the size of, of your palm, but that's also the thickness of your palm. And that roughly equates to a, a serving of protein that would be mostly appropriate for your body and, and what it needs right there. Um, cupped handful would be for your carbs. A thumb would be for your healthy fats. A fist would be for the fruit and the veggies. And that's really it. Now, again, we don't have to worry about doing this perfectly. It's not about, you know, oh, I think I got a little bit more than this or a little bit less, but just using it as kind of a rough visual baseline, right? And then as you start to fold in some of these other habits that we're going to talk about today, you'll really be able to fine tune and really find the amount of food that your body needs most days. Now, I say that because it can fluctuate depending on the time of the month for you. It can fluctuate depending on how well you slept or how well you didn't sleep, stress levels, all of those different kinds of things. So keep in mind, this is on average going to be, you know, the right amount of food, again, air quotes around right, for your body most days. Number two, you really want to lean into sensing your hunger and your fullness. So think about eating until you're satisfied versus eating until you're stuffed. And really just kind of shifting it maybe even to focus on eating just until you don't even feel hungry anymore. So this can be a huge shift for us because a lot of times I think, and myself included, when we're sitting down to eat, we're kind of focusing on just eating until we feel full. But usually when we actually feel physically full, we've actually eaten beyond the amount of food that our body needs. So it does take our stomach and our brain a little bit of time to communicate. And that's why that you know, if you've often kind of heard that that strategy of eating slowly, it allows your brain to sense the fullness of your stomach and then it can signal like, oh, hey, we've actually had enough and we don't need to keep eating. So maybe shifting that focus from, you know, eating until you're stuffed or eating even until you just feel satisfied to really slow down enough and to notice like, okay, I'm going to eat until I no longer feel hungry. So some strategies to kind of help with this. I already alluded to that first one, eat slowly. 
This could be incredibly hard. And truth be told, I remember we used to get so frustrated with my son when he was little because he would be the last person at the table. He was just like eating so slow. And granted, you know, maybe he was kind of dilly-dallying a little bit. But I want to say that that was like probably really him just kind of knowing intuitively that, yeah, you know, you just need to eat slow or he would kind of graze throughout the day. So slow down. Eat without distractions. This is not easy to do, especially in kind of our Zoom meeting days where it's really easy to just pack the day full of meetings back to back to back to back. And you forget to kind of schedule in some lunchtime or some break time where you can grab something to eat. But if and when at all possible, you want to eat without distractions. So that's no TV, no phone, no email. Um, trying not to eat while you're even having a conversation or meeting with somebody. Um, of course, you know, like if you're having sort of a casual conversation and you're really focused on being present, being with that other person, then I think that that's actually could be a great way to help slow you down. And it's going to do so much for you from that social and relational aspect as well. Practice pausing between bites. So again, this is just going to help you kind of slow down, whether that's you actually just like taking a bite chewing it up multiple times, and then actually pausing, putting the silverware down, whatever you need to do. But just kind of pause between bites to help slow yourself down. Now, typically there is kind of a hunger scale that you can use ranging from a one to a 10. So one is kind of that ravenous, I haven't eaten all day, feels pretty hard to stop eating once you start eating. A 10 is like overly stuffed, like you gotta go lay down, unbutton the pants. Now, typically you want to eat, you don't want to get too hungry beyond kind of that level four, and you also don't want to eat too far beyond that level eight. This is going to feel different for you than it does for me. So this is where you would maybe just want to take a couple of days to kind of play around and just see like, what do these different levels of hungerness feel like in fullness or, or satisfaction, satiety feel like for you in your body. Tip number three, balance your meals. Now, a great balanced meal looks like something that has a, a protein source, a carb source, a healthy fat, and a veggie or a fruit. Now, we want to think about food as a spectrum, right? So again, we're not labeling foods as good or bad, but I would say on a big spectrum from maybe the most processed food to the least processed food. The closer we are to that least processed food, the more nutrition we're going to get from it, the more nutrients we're going to get, we're going to get more fiber, which helps us to feel a little bit fuller. Generally speaking, that's going to be the food that our body is going to feel the best consuming a majority of the time. Now, that doesn't mean that processed foods have to be completely wiped out or cut out of your diet, but we just want to be really mindful about where are we eating a majority of the time on that spectrum. So just kind of consider that. But, you know, they're really is nothing wrong with kind of that old meat and potato mentality around dinner. Um, you know, I would just say probably for most of us, we could just do with adding a little bit more veggie in, um, you know, maybe being a little bit more mindful of the specific portions and sauces and things like that. But again, I'm a firm believer that nothing really has to be off limits. Nothing is really bad. It's just we want to make some mindful choices, thinking about what's the long-term goal that we have for ourselves, you know, how do we want to feel? How do we want our bodies to feel? What are all the things we want to be able to do in our life? Not only now, but for years to come. And then how do we eat or how do we create a lifestyle that really supports that big vision for us? Tip number four or strategy four, you want to clean up your relationship with food. 
Now, this is something that I would say I probably spend a majority of my time working with my clients on because the reality is you could really Google, you know, healthy tips or healthy strategies or meal plans or all of these different things on Google and you would find a plethora of information. Now, none of that stuff is necessarily bad or wrong. I think, again, it's just kind of looking at, you know, what is going to fit for you, for your lifestyle, for your goals. But the biggest part and the thing that I really do think that kind of keeps us stuck and struggling with food is our relationship with food. So some common things that I see is using food as really a source of pleasure or enjoyment in your life. So this could be something where it's like, you know, you get home from a long day of work, you're super stressed and you just can't wait to sit down and, you know, have that cheeseburger or have that fry or have, you know, the cookies or something like that. And it's like, You've been going through your day like so stressed, so burned out, so overwhelmed that you just need that emotional break. And really, you're kind of seeking pleasure from food. Uh, Stimulation or excitement. So I think this is kind of close to that same, you know, to that last one that we talked about. But really just kind of looking at, you know, where else are you finding pleasure in your life? Where else are you finding some enjoyment or some excitement? And, you know, are you kind of leaning on food to sort of fulfill that need for you? Maybe using food to soothe, you know, these quote unquote negative emotions like stress or anxiety or worry, um, but also using food to celebrate. So emotional eating can go both ways. It could be emotional eating in the sense that we're probably used to thinking about it with stress, with anxiety, you know, with overwhelm, worry, things like that. But emotional eating can also be because you're excited, because you're celebrating, all of those kinds of things as well. And then you really wanna lean in and kind of understand your current habits and patterns and tendencies around food. So just notice, like, is there a specific circumstance or event that happens that kind of triggers different behaviors around food? Or maybe you just notice, like one thing I've really noticed about myself lately is that if I'm not um, particularly mindful about scheduling and breaks throughout the day and I don't really have some time to sit down and eat a meal or maybe take some time to kind of rest and recharge my batteries between client calls and meetings and things like that, then I kind of get to the end of the day and I can sort of feel myself or feel my body having the need to kind of catch up on all of the food that I haven't eaten. So again, that's just kind of bringing some awareness to a current pattern or habit. And then it's kind of looking at, okay, what's happening around that particular habit or that pattern or that tendency? And how can I get to work to kind of solve or fix, you know, some of those things? So for me, it's just knowing having that awareness that, oh, I probably just need to do a better job of scheduling some lunchtime and really, you know, not scheduling anything in there so that I can sit down, I can refuel my body. And then I don't have that, you know, need or that desire, kind of that urge to really eat and probably overeat at the end of the day where my body's just trying to compensate for not having enough food throughout the day. Now, tip number five is to work on just making simple tweaks and changes. So focus on just one thing at a time. Maybe pick that lowest hanging fruit for you. What's the thing that feels the easiest, the simplest, the most doable with where your life is at right now? And again, just focus on kind of practicing that over and over and over again. You really wanna give yourself time to practice this before moving on. So I think a lot of times we end up kind of sabotaging 
ourselves by really getting overwhelmed trying to make all of these different changes at once. And it starts to feel like it's a lot, especially if we're putting pressure on ourselves to do it perfectly or to not mess up or to not fail this time. It just starts to feel like a lot and you might find yourself actually kind of checking out and pulling away. So we want to work to kind of remove that internal pressure. We don't want to focus on doing this perfectly or doing this right, but just pick that one lowest hanging fruit and just give yourself some time and some space to really practice folding it into your life as it is right now without feeling like you have to make a bunch of other changes to different areas of your life as well. So really just give yourself a little bit of space to implement that one new habit before moving on. So to just kind of recap those five habits or strategies that I shared with you today, it's finding that sort of right or that best amount of food for your body right now and your goals. Two, sensing, learning how to sense your hunger and your fullness and maybe just shifting the focus to where you're eating just until you don't feel hungry anymore. Three, balancing your meals, protein, carbs, fat, fruit, and veggie. And then again, just thinking on that spectrum. So from the most processed to to the least processed and, you know, really shifting to where we're making a majority of our decisions kind of towards that least processed uh, food a majority of the time. Four, cleaning up your relationship with your food. So just recognizing what are your current habits, patterns, tendencies around food. How are you maybe using food other than to nourish your body or to refuel it and things like that? And just start to bring some awareness there so that you can really start to kind of put together those puzzle pieces and figure out maybe what else needs to change in your life so that we're not going to food for the pleasure or to help kind of soothe our negative emotions. And last but definitely not least, focus on just implementing one of these strategies or one habit, one change at a time. Really pick that lowest hanging fruit, the thing that seems so easy, so simple, so doable, because that's going to be the thing that's going to be kind of the easiest for you to switch. So hopefully this was helpful for you. I wanted to keep it kind of short, sweet. This is exactly the thing that I work with my clients on. We take all of this, we take more, you know, we work on the exercise component, the body image, all of that kind of stuff. And we really do a deep dive to help you not struggle or to not get stuck here again. So if that's something that you want to learn more about, you can email alicia at aliciacarlson.com or come connect with me on either Instagram or Facebook. I will have all of those links in the show notes below. I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with me today. And until next week, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.